0: shout of praise in this building how many of you can feel an undercurrent of the power of god in this place today Woo! there are miracles that begin to happen when somebody approaches the throne of god with a testimony in their spirit that says he did it see you see us up here this morning and we got on a nice suit and a tie and address, but what you don't know uh, is that God brought us out of a pit of hell uh, in order to stand here this morning. There was some of us that were bound by drugs, bound by alcohol, bound by promiscuity, uh, and the enemy had had his way with us but we've got just three words to declare in the building today he did it I just need about 300 radical people in the building who aren't ashamed to open your mouth and declare that he did it come on take about 30 seconds and just shout that he did it this morning One two three, he did it. 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 But we got one more thing to tell you this morning. If he did it for me. He can do it for you today. And I don't care what you walked in here with. I don't care what your challenges are. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. I just need somebody one more time to give him the praise. Because he He can do it for you in this place. Place, come on one more time open up your mouth uh, and give him a shout uh, of praise in this place the Bible said let the redeemed of the Lord uh, say so Uh, come on if he brought you out uh, say something, if he made a way, say something. If he ever healed your body, somebody say something in this. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, one more time, put your hands together and give the Lord a shout of praise in this building today. High five about eight people on the way to your seat and just tell them he did it. He did it. He did it. He healed me. He delivered me. He brought me out. He brought me through. He brought me over. He opened the door. He closed the door. He he was my bridge over troubled water. He he was my way maker. He he was my kinsman redeemer. He, He was my great physician. He he did it. He, he did it. Oh, one more time, clap your hands under the Lord, all ye people. Woo! Anybody grateful to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday morning? Amen. You can be seated for just a few moments. Let me take a brief opportunity this morning to say what a privilege and what an honor it is to have all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us. Rock Church, would you help me put your hands together? I need to borrow your hands and your voice to make some noise. We can do a little bit better than that. Help me welcome all of our guests into the house of the Lord today. Amen. I see guests all over the building today. We want you to know What a privilege it is to have you here with us today. If you are here for the very first time, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you came through the door that looks kind of like the image behind me. All of us understand that VIP stands for Very Important Person. And if you're here for the very first time today, we want you to know emphatically that you are a very important person, and we are so honored that you're in the building with us today here at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. We invite you immediately after the service to take your VIP card, and if you will just make your way to the red carpet in the lobby after the service. We have a VIP room that we'd like to invite you to. We've got some light refreshments, and we have a small gift that we'd love to give you just as a token of our appreciation for having you in the house of the Lord with us this very morning. Amen, somebody. One more time, would you put your hands together for all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord with us today? Amen. I also want to say uh, what a privilege it is to have the Stipes family with us this morning all the way from alabama birmingham alabama amen this is brother daniel Stite's family his parents his mom and his dad and and drove uh, all the way down here for a special occasion brother daniel would you come and stand up here with me this morning How many of you thank God for sending Brother Daniel Stipes to Fort Myers, Florida? This is an awesome young man. Can you believe he had the courage yesterday to ask Sister Moesha to be his wife? And she said, yes! Come up here, Sister Moesha. Would you help me give a resounding applause and congratulate Brother Daniel and Sister Moesha this morning on their engagement. Come on, give it up for them one more time in this place. Amen. Brother Daniel, Sister Moesha, I want to say personally how proud of you both I am and how excited I am for everything God is doing in your lives. And this church wants you to know how much we love you, and how excited we are for your future and your destiny. The best is yet to come. And we love you. Congratulations. Congratulations. One more time, give it up for Brother Daniel and Sister Moesha this morning in their engagement. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. And then uh, what a privilege to look up this morning and see brother and sister Pope here in the house of the Lord all the way from Mattoon, Illinois. Come on, show them some love. They're no strangers. This is their second home and we're excited they're here today. Amen. And uh, I, want, I want Brother Pope to just come and greet this congregation. We love and appreciate them so very much. Brother Pope, we love you. We're so excited you're here today.
1: Well, what can I say this morning? He did it. And furthermore, he's doing it. I see it all over the house. And I can feel the Spirit of God in the house among us. And he's here for you to meet your need and to bless you. It's so good to be here this morning. Like Brother William said, this is second home for Sister Pope and I. It's been too long. We weren't here. uh, uh, The last time we were here was in January. That's been too long. But we're sure happy to be here now and be among you. Enjoy the spirit. And as I've said many times before, as I come in and I look across the congregation, it's unbelievable uh, the explosion that has taken place here and so many people, new people coming. And from time to time, when I see new people, I come back again and I can see the change, the change that has taken place in their lives. And that is so fantastic. This church is on its way. And folks, we're living in a period of time like no other. The things that we see around us, whether it be the economy, it be politics, it be a pandemic, whatever, it's things that we've never seen before, and it's the sign of the time. God is coming, and he's coming very soon. And it's imperative that we make ourselves ready So we can go with him when he splits those eastern skies. And I'm looking forward to that time. So good to be with you this morning. Thank you. One more time, show the Pope some love this
0: morning. Come on, it's not every Sunday a church has the Pope in the house. (laughs) Every once in a while I'll get a text message or a voicemail that says, this is the Pope calling. Amen. We love brother and sister Pope. And and what a wonderful presence of the Lord is in this house today. I want us to stand all over the building as we prepare for the entrance of the word of the Lord into this sanctuary. We understand that at no time do we gather together in this house without being under the auspices of the destiny of God. And every time we assemble together in this building, we have the opportunity to touch heaven. We have the opportunity to touch the future and the destiny that God has for our lives. We have been enjoying for the past several uh, months at this point the incredible ministry of evangelist Greg Godwin. How many of you have been blessed by his ministry? Come on, I think we ought to give God a great praise this morning. We ought to show Brother Godwin some appreciation for his ministry today. And uh, 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 such an honor to have him back in the house of the Lord with us again this morning. Brother Godwin, we have come with expectation in our spirit. And we are ready to obey whatever the Holy Ghost has for us. We're ready. This entire church is ready to work the altars. We're ready to pray. We're ready to shout. We're ready to do whatever it is that God has told you for this house. Would you put your hands together one more time and give God a great praise as the evangelist comes.
2: why don't you high five three people around you and tell them the devil's having a bad day. Amen tell him he's having a real bad day. Now tell somebody else because I'm in the house of God. Amen 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 if you got your Bible let's turn to John chapter 11 verse 1 down through verse 6 and then we'll read verse 11, 14 and 15. Amen, it's great to be back. Man, been having good revival around the country, amen, and we're thankful for that, but none of it's as good as it's going here, amen, I mean, it's going great bowls of fire right here, amen, and we're glad to be in the house of the Lord with you, glad to see all of our guests, and we're thankful for you. John chapter 11 and verse 1, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha, and and her sister and Lazarus when he had heard therefore that he was sick he abode two days still in the same place where he was then after that saith he to his disciples let us go to Judea again his disciples said unto him Master the Jews of late sought to stone thee and goest out thither again Jesus answered are there not twelve hours in the day if any man walk in the day he stumbleth not because he seeth the light of this world but if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there's no light in him. These things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit I, Jesus, spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoke of taking rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Amen. Look at somebody and say, this is a job for Jesus. Come on, touch somebody next to you, pat yourself on the chest, say, this is a job for Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you and you may be seated in the name of the Lord. Jesus had carried the gospel, the good news everywhere and everywhere he went affected the place with tremendous gospel power results. But just by the foolishness of preaching, entire cities were left shaken with the power of his gospel. If he came into a city, he wrecked it. Whole systems and political parties were left shell-shocked by his words, even leaving Them, as one place in scripture says, amazed at his doctrine. He could preach in the desert and the people would flock to the hot air desert. Sidestepping scorpions, moving around poisonous vipers. Scaring away jackals just to hear him proclaim the gospel of peace. If he showed up in a house, the crowds would quickly show up. Packing out the house till there was no room for them. Causing some to even tear the roofs off just to get in to his presence. He could preach and 5,000 men, not counting women and children, would show up and stay all day just to feel the impact of his words. Because he didn't just have a word, he was the word. Tell somebody next to you, he was the word. Oh yes, he was the abstract, the invisible, the intangible word of God that now had become concrete, visible, intangible. He was a word according to John chapter 1. The word here is thought and expression. For the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word made here is genomai, which is to cause to be, to begin to be. It was the cause and effect. And then we beheld his glory, that is doxa, his splendor, his magnificence, his preeminence and his majesty. We saw, beheld his glory as the only begotten. Everybody say he was the begotten son. The word begotten is monogenes, which is the only born or relating to parents. Mono is one. genus is genetics. Theos is God. Literally, is, he is the only genes of God. Tell somebody, Jesus was the only genetics of God. Amen. He was the only generation like it. The original writer of John chapter 1 says it this way. In the beginning was the thinker of the thought. And the thinker of the thought was with God. And the thinker of the thought was God. And verse 14 declares, the thinker of the thought was made flesh and dwelt among us. Everybody say Jesus was the thinker of the thought in flesh. He was the word now tabernacled in flesh, robed in the likeness of sinful flesh. When you look at Jesus then, you're seeing the invisible word incarnate. He preached with power and integrity without having preached in a pulpit. He could talk in a funeral procession until it would stop and then he could speak to the dead person and they would get up. But as he moved from city to city, he had to find certain places to dwell or hang out. For the Son of Man, the Bible declares, has nowhere to lay his head. The foxes had holes, the birds of the air had nests, but the Word, Jesus Christ, had nowhere to lay his head. So when he came to Bethany, it was at Mary's house that he found a comfortable place to kick back, revive, rest, and restore. Martha would cook. Mary was the one who worshipped. And Lazarus, the Bible says, would sit. They had created a habitation and a house where Jesus was comfortable to stay. For there was an atmosphere conducive for God, yet there was a problem in that house. It is one thing to have a problem in Siberia or Mongolia or Hong Kong or some remote place And we pray and are concerned that even there, another level, when the problem comes into your own country, but when it comes into your house, now we've really got a problem. We cannot run from ourselves. Periodically in your life, there are times when situations erupt in your house, and the confined area of your 700 to 2,500 square feet of everything that you call yours, I know it's coming, but not just into your square footage, but it's coming into everything that pertains to you. Today, the first point I want to make is that I'm glad that the Holy Ghost moved on the riders to give us the intimate details of this worshiper and this server. Because with this detailed documentation of people that loved the Lord, he loved them and ascribed they had a problem. Oh, yes, you can have an intense love for the Lord and still have a problem. Tell somebody I can still have a problem. But there are too many in the church that are consumed with being something that they're not. I'm here to tell you in real life things are not always perfect, problems do arise. Come on, tell somebody problems do arise. We may leave out of some of the details trying to keep up with the perfect image, but on our text it is revealed there's a problem in the house of a worshiper. Amen, but not just any worshiper. This was Mary, the worshiper. She's the one that would come into the house. The disciples were there, they were... So comfortable with him, they had forgot to wash his feet. They forgot to unlatch his sandals. They had sat down to eat dinner with him. But this woman had a problem. And she came, knocked on the door, walked in. Ignored the owner of the house. Walked past the disciples. Started undoing her hair and letting it down. Took out an alabaster box and broke it and began to pour the oil over his feet. And she began to wash his feet. She was a worshiper. She would worship him even when the disciples wouldn't worship him. But she still had a problem. I'm glad the Bible gave the whole testimony. There is a problem that your money cannot get you out of. There is a problem your political connections cannot pull the strings and get you out of. You're going to need Jesus and you're going to need him in a real way. Come on, church folk, touch somebody next to you and say, I need Jesus today. Yeah, man, you may have been born again. You may be in the church. You may be in the choir, but you may be here with a problem. I've come to tell you, don't hide it. Don't tuck it under. You need to get your praise out and say, I'm going to mess this house up because I need Jesus. I've got a problem, and only he can help me. And there was a situation, a circumstance, and a dilemma in her life. And though she worshipped him intensely, the sickness arose in her house. Chicken noodle soup on the stove, the smell of Vic's rub, tension filling the air, worry and fret on their faces. I'm talking about a problem. Touch somebody next to you and say, I'm talking about a problem in your house. Everything is affected. People are infected. Attitudes and postures are altered. There are some problems that will arise that you cannot disinfect. You cannot sterilize it. You cannot immunize it. It will affect everybody in the house. Mary had a problem in her house. The worshiper, she felt we could eat, but the master teacher's here, so I'm going to sit down and listen. Everyone can be a praiser. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. But a worshiper is one that can go from the outer court of his praise to the holy of holies of his intimate presence. Move behind the veil into the Shekinah glory of God. Come on, I'm preaching to three groups of people today. I'm preaching to some folks that are in the outer court of the tabernacle. Everybody's welcome. You're welcome to be here. You're welcome to hear our music. You're welcome to see our praise. and You're welcome to see friends and maybe meet people you've never met. But then you can come in a little bit closer to what the Scripture in the Old Testament called the holy place. Now it gets a little more intimate. you got golden candlesticks on one side filled with oil that flowed from candlestick to candlestick. Hey, man, can I tell you, whenever you come into the church, we're not just human beings. We're not just Floridians and Illinois. And thank God for the folks, amen. I'm glad they're here from Illinois. Love them. Preached there in Illinois many, many years. Love them very much, amen. But, but there's something else going on, amen. You can come in here, amen, and when you come into the holy place, tell somebody, come on in a little deeper, Come on in a little bit deeper in your section. Touch somebody and tell them you need to come on in a little closer. Amen. Come on in a little closer. You can go across the room and look at the table of showbread, which is a type of the Word of God, and then you can move in front of the veil, and there's an altar of incense there, and you can, that's your praise. You can offer up praise unto God. Come on, everybody in here ought to be able to raise praise to God. Everybody ought to be quick to wave a hand and say, God, I love you. I may not understand you, but I love you. I may not really realize what's going on in this room, but I like what I feel. I'm not drunk and I feel good. I'm not high and I'm getting goosebumps. What's going on? I've come to tell you there's a miracle in this house and it's got your name on it. Real worship make you walk out with your tie crooked. Your clothes may get wrinkled and your hair may get messed up a little bit. But a worshiper says, I am praising you, God. Even if I have no job, I'm praising you. Even if I don't have any new clothes on, I'm still going to praise you. I may even be here today by myself, but I've come in here with my mind made up. I am going to be a worshiper. Everybody say, I'm going to be a worshiper. The worshiper says, you are holy, God. You are worthy, God. You are high and lifted up, and I see your glory filling the temple. The whole earth is full of your glory. The heavens are thy throne, and the earth is thy footstool. That's why we're jumping around in here. That's why we're waving our hands. That's why we're dancing and jumping. Why? Because God himself has inhabited our praise. Note the problem is not an indictment against her worship because there is a problem that can make you question even your status with the Lord. Worship prepares one for battle. If Mary had not praised and worshipped like she did, preparing her heart for times like these, she would not have been able to persevere and press and push through the situation when the problem came to her house. For some of us, if we had not been a worshiper, we would not have ever made it here today. Come on, say, folks, you need to be honest. You need to be honest. If it hadn't have been for God, if it hadn't have been for the will, your own will that said, I will be a worshiper in spite of the difficulty, in spite of the problem, in spite of the marital difficulty, I'm still going to be a worshiper. In, t- in spite of the financial dilemma, I'm still going to be a worshiper. In spite of physical breakdown, I'm still going to be a worshiper. In spite of problems with my friends, I'm still going to be a worshiper. So now she called for Jesus. He's been there many times. Martha's cooked, she's worshipped, Lazarus set. But this time she realized somebody, somebody today is a job for Jesus. Your situation, your circumstance. You could say, I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour I need thee. And I love that old song we used to sing. I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour, I need thee. Can you lift your hand and say, I need you, Lord. Come on, tell somebody, say, I need him, amen. Come on, I feel him coming in here right now. I need him. I need him, I need him, I need him. him. Lazarus was sick. I can hear him saying, Lazarus, hang in there. Jesus is coming. How do you know? Because I sent for him and this is his house. And he comes when we call for him. And I know he'll come because I need him. He's not dead yet. Apparently it didn't appear to be life-threatening at the moment. if he didn't wait too long, he was just sick. The home remedies were not making an effect. Chicken noodle soup wasn't helping him. Tell somebody, you know you're sick when chicken noodle soup won't help. Sorry, that's not in the notes. That just kind of came out. I just thought, Lord, have mercy. I like chicken noodle soup, but for some reason, I only take it when I start feeling weak. I don't know why. I don't think it's got any healing remedies in it, but boy, that chicken noodle soup show is good. She said, I know he's coming because I sent for him. She said, hold on, Lazarus, Jesus is coming. The Bible declares, Lazarus died. What do you do when you or I are called? We call for the Lord and he doesn't answer. After all, it is an emergency. The payment was due on the 5th and it's midnight on the 4th. You've prayed, you confessed, you did 12 steps, you've turned around, you spun, spun, you jumped up and down, you knelt down. What do you do when he just doesn't answer? You've prayed with all your might, thought you were going to do it, do this, my bills are due, my sickness is unto death. You call and he does not answer a word. You could have spoken the word, Lord. You could have just said something. But nothing. We expect the Lord to fly in on a fast jet and ambulance with sirens blazing, but he's nowhere, not to the house, not to the funeral, not to the graveside service. But by the time Jesus shows up, Lazarus has been dead four days. And the Bible declares he stinketh. And when I was in Bible school at ABI, Brother Norris, he was 82 at the time, and he talked like that. Couldn't talk much because he preached without a microphone. He had used to have a big voice. It didn't have much of a PA, but he kept preaching until he lost his voice. He was like that. And when we read about Lazarus, that he stinketh, he said, now, stop. He said, now, you preachers are going to be preachers. He said, now, just say, don't don't read the word stinketh. Just say he smells. We all got a giggle at it. But the Bible declares he stinketh. He's decaying. Decomposition has set in. He's changing forms. And everything in the flesh says it's too late. I want to remind someone today, this is Jesus we're talking about. When he did show up, there was no perfume, no anointing, no dinner prepared, but Mary a little rattled and fumed. Lord, if you would have been here, he would not have died. Oh, how he loved him. He stayed two days. Love delayed is not love denied. You may be here today and you're thinking, now I'm, I'm 42, I'm 37, I'm 26. I wish I'd have heard this long before all this mess happened. Let me just tell you, it doesn't matter how bad the mess is as long as the Lord shows up. Come on, tell somebody if the Lord shows up, he can turn everything around. Come on, tell somebody he can turn everything around. Amen. Can I tell somebody the stink can't stop him? The smell of your situation won't stop him. The condition of your life won't stop him. How bad your finances are is not going to stop him. It may be a stinking situation. We can thank God today because even if he has to clean me up, he'll keep on coming. He won't give up on us. Can I say today we want to thank God for being the kind of God who will step down into the mud, the mire, and deliver us because he is a God that is able. Can I tell somebody today the love language of God is where have you laid him? Where have you laid yourself? Where have you put yourself and said, I'll never get past this. I'll never get out of it. I'll never come back from this. Where have you laid him? Martha gets mad at him. She met him outside of town. I mean, she gives him the what for? All the meals I cooked you, all that food I gave you, set you down there, gave you iced tea with a little lemon. Thank you, Jesus, it's lunchtime. I mean, all this stuff I gave you and you didn't show up, I can't believe it. He said, I'm the resurrection He said, don't get religious with me now. You talked to all that stuff in the house, you ain't done nothing. I don't want to talk about it. He's standing there and he says, well, go get Mary. Now notice, when she goes to get Mary, he stays right where he's at. Everybody say, outside of town. He was outside of town and wouldn't go one step further. He said, go get me the worshiper. She, I'm, I'm going to give you a nugget. When, he get, when they get to the house, Martha gets to the house. She walks in the door. Mary, Jesus, she's over there outside of town. And she went on in and made begin to cook and everything. And when, when Mary did, Mary said, oh, she got up and started walking. And when she did, the whole house, everybody in the house got up and went with her. What's the point I'm trying to make? Listen to me, Apostolic. Here's the point. Nobody wants something from a sad, down, bummed out, saved person like Martha. You've got to be a server. Thank God for the servers here. But when it comes time for worship, you've got to forget your servant and get your praise on and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, touch somebody say, excuse me, but I got to praise the Lord today. Oh, I'm the organ player, but I got to praise him. I'm the guitar player, but I've come to praise him. I'm the drummer, but I've come to praise him. I'm a praise singer on the platform, but I'm going to praise him out here in the pew because it's time for a praiser. Oh, somebody say amen. So Mary shows up. She goes up to out of town. Jesus, what are you doing? Well, I heard Lazarus is dead. Well, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Now, she said the same thing. But I believe there was a little something different in her spirit when she said it. Because when she said it, the Bible says Jesus wept. God manifested in flesh is now crying, weeping, shedding tears over Mary's posture. He sees and feels the pain and he weeps for her. Then he says, where have you laid him? She turns and when she begins to walk, not only does Jesus follow her, but the Bible declares the crowd went with her. Can I say one more point on this little little subject right here? Amen. People will always follow a worshiper. Come on, some churches aren't growing. Some churches aren't having no revival. And I'll tell you why. It's because there's no worshipers. It's that simple. Tell somebody, if there's no worship, there's no visitors. If there's no worship, there's no God. We've got to be worshipped. Tell somebody, I've got to worship him. On Sunday morning, I've got to worship him. On Monday morning, I've got to worship him. On Tuesday night, I've got to worship him. Let everything that had breath praise the Lord. So, as I close today, where did you give up? Where did you let go? Where did you throw in the towel? This God we serve can come right into the stinky stuff. He will walk through your pain, He will walk through the bad memories that you have, He will walk through the lonely nights just to get to you. God can breathe a word into you because he wants to raise you out of your mess. When they all get to the graveside, there it is a little rock covering up the stone, the hole. Jesus looks at Mary. Mary, yes, Lord. You want to see Lazarus live? Yes, Lord. Move the stone. He tells this woman, to move the stone, remove the obstacle, roll the thing out of the way. That defies everything in common sense. You'd think she'd got men, big old muscled up men, got them up there and got them pushing on it, got them to push it out of the way. But Jesus said, Mary, I want you to push this rock out of the way. Now, I don't know if she did it by herself. I kind of think she's a woman and it's a rock, so she... Waved to two or three friends. They came up there and helped push on the rock. Started shoving it and slowly got the rock out of the way. Got out of the way in a sweat and walk off. And she sees Jesus march down just a little bit closer. Looks into the dark mouth of that cave and says, "Lazarus, come forth!" And the crowd moves in and hunches down to look into the blackness of the hole all of a sudden, they see him wrapped in grave clothes, shimmying.
1: Because
2: his feet and ankle bones are wrapped up. His body's wrapped up. That's where most of us would have. I, I may have, I'm going to be honest, I just popped in my head. Someone said, I, I may have been one. said, say, well, I'm out of the old now. <laughs> I don't be around nobody coming up out of the dead with grave clothes on and Y'all can act all tough if you want to. But I'm going to be honest. I think I'd have took three or four steps and run. I'd have had a head start on that crowd. <laughs> Jesus is looking in there and here comes Lazarus out. And then he looks at Mary and Martha. He said, now I want you to unwrap the grave clothes. You unwrap them. I felt this so strong today we're thankful for every guest that's here we want you to get the Holy Ghost we want you to be born again because I promise you it's better than any high it's better than any drunk you've ever been on come on somebody it's the best thing I'm telling you you must be born again Man, Why you just don't know how bad my situation is reverend stand with me well I don't know how bad it is this illustration in the Bible tells us it does not matter how bad your situation is. Grab somebody by the hand next to you. Doesn't matter how long it is. Doesn't matter how long, it, may, it may have been fifteen years after you quit trying to get help. You may think it's over, it's dead, it's finished, and there's nothing has ever come out of you that's any good. Jesus always waits till you run out of options. Always waits till you run out of options. Four days his heart hadn't beat bacteria began to grow releasing enzymes which dissolve the body from the inside producing gas and bloating and distortion. Three days his body smelt like spoiled milk. Ten minutes after death flies arrived lay thousands of eggs, his mouth, nose, and eyes. Eggs hatched and maggots began to feed on the tissue. Beetles feasted on his dry skin for 24 hours. Spiders, mites, and millipedes ate the bugs for two days. Who ate the beetles? Who ate the skin off Lazarus? But when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, Millipedes had to spit out the bugs who had to spit out the spider who had to spit out the flesh because when Jesus said come forth every part of Lazarus came back every part of Lazarus came back look at somebody and tell them it don't matter how bad it is for you Jesus is calling for you it does It don't matter how bad it is. It don't matter how long it's been. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you've drank. It doesn't matter how much drugs you've done. It doesn't matter. I hear Jesus saying, "Come on, fellas. Come on, ma'am. Come on. Come on down here, sir. Come on up out of the sin. Come on up. Out. We were born in sin. Tell somebody next to you, I was born in sin. Tell somebody next to you, you were born in sin." That's the way we were born here in sin. Without ever having done anything wrong. We were born this way. Was born to just end up in a heap of total chaos. But Somewhere along the way. Jesus walks up to the grave of our life. June 27, 1978 was mine. Sitting out behind the folding chairs. Right side of the tabernacle. It's four or five hundred people outside in the folding chairs two or three thousand people into the building I'm down the hill and the preacher had been preaching at me all week I know I've told this here but I'm going to tell it again and as he was preaching about fifteen minutes into the message he walked over to the side over to the side where the piano was leaned over the piano looked right out the side doors and bent down and began to point right outside the door I had moved every night from every place I was the night before I moved because I thought, man, that preacher's after me. How could he find me 3,000, 3,200 people? How's he finding me every night? Friday night, I was supposed to be at a basketball game playing, had my uniform in my suitcase. I said, nah, it's just summer league. I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here for church. But I'm going to stay out in the back. I'm going to stay out behind. That preacher leaned over that pen and began to point his finger and said, come on. Got up out of that seat and started walking down through those people. By the time I got to the front of the altar, I was running to the altar. Before that night was finished, God had filled me with his spirit. Evidenced by speaking with other tongues. I was baptized three days later. Oklahoma City, 29th and Southeast Binkley. I remember getting that old rusty tank. Got ready to get in that tank. Gilbert was, Davis was getting baptized. and I looked and it was light blue at the top. Went down about a foot and then from the water top down it was rusty, silver, brownish. I didn't know anything about rust, didn't know how it got there. I looked at that and I said, oh my God, look what the sins have done to this tank before God. I thought the sins had washed that tank of all the blue. It was just my, by the time Gilbert got done, I was crying, but he said, Greg, come on. I stepped down that old rickety ladder down into that water. I thought, man, I'm keeping my eyes open. I want to see this. I'll out-baptize you in the name of Jesus for the remission, the blotting out, the removing of your sins. <laughs> Once Brother Whalen said, in Jesus' name, he laid me back in that water. My eyes felt like they were that big. I was looking. Put me down, and I said, with Gilbert, he went, boom, with me, it felt like he went, held me down there for two or three seconds. <laughs> Make the Lord got a good, made sure he got a good scrub on me. I don't know. Put me down, brought me back up. I didn't see one thing. When I came up out of that water, I almost jumped up out of the water. And I could jump 30 inches off the ground when I was 16. I was a black man trapped in a white body. I'm sorry. <laughs> I played. See, you see it, don't you? Amen. He's seen that. Amen. Is just jumping out of the water Praising God Got another infilling of the Holy Ghost right there And so here I am now How did you get here Brother Cowan? Has it been a perfect life? Absolutely not Has it been tough? Absolutely Some things I've begged God Please never let it happen again Even Anything even close to this Why? Because I know what it is to be saved, to be born again, ready for the rapture, and all hell break out in my life. To the point I crawled to the sink in the bathroom at the Vans' quarters in Marrero, Louisiana, New Orleans. Crawled over there at one in the morning, leaned up over the bathroom counter about five inches away, looked at myself, and I started crying. And then it hit me You're not gonna die. And I started screaming, You will not die. Do you hear me? You will not die. You will live. You shall live through this. I begin to cry and weep. I guess I fell down the floor and fell asleep because I woke up that next morning at 10.30 in the morning laying in the bathroom floor. That's been 13 years. Here I am. Still here. How do you know? It? Because it doesn't matter what happens to you. Tell somebody, it No not matter what happens to me. I'm gonna come out of this. Tell somebody I'm gonna come out of this. You can come out of the depression, you can come out of the loneliness, you can come out of the single parenthood. You can come, you can be a single parent, and God will still give you strength. Won't He do it? He'll make it a way out of no way. How? If you'll trust Jesus today, He's here to raise you up out of your sin, raise you up out of your past. Lift your hands in the building. Come on. Let's lift our hands in this building. Come on, somebody lift your hands in the building. If you're here and you'd like Jesus, you'd like to get another touch from Jesus, you'd like to receive the Holy Ghost, I'm asking you, would you come to the altar to our guests? We want you to come down here and pray with us. We're going to pray with everybody in the building. Come on, come on, saints. Come on, men. Come on, women. Come down as close as you can. Right here in the front, everybody's going to be coming. Come on. God wants to raise somebody out of the sin. God wants to raise somebody out of the habits. God wants to raise somebody out of the problem. Come on. Everybody coming to the altar. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come in close. The Holy Ghost is calling. I hear him calling your name. He's calling you. Come on. Oh, I don't need the altar call. I've been saved 15 years. You better come on. You better come on. You're going to need him. You need to come with your hands up and say, God, I need you. I've got a better car than I've ever had, but I need you. I've got a nicer house than I've ever had, but I need you. I need you today, God. I need you, Lord. Come on. I need you, Lord, right now. Come on now. Begin to call on him. All you got to do is begin to tell him, forgive me, Jesus. I, you, Lord, I repent of my sins. Forgive me, Lord. I want to live for you. Come on. I want to live for you, God. Come on, somebody.
0: Come on, somebody praise him.
2: Somebody praise him. Come on, pray with the person next to you. Pray with the man in front of you, the woman behind you. Come on, pray with somebody. Come on, that's it. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, forgive them of sins, Lord. Come out of your past come out of your pain come out of your depression come on out of it come on out of it come on out of it it. he can make a way out of no way he can do it come on I love you Jesus he can fill you with his spirit let him fill you He'll come into your heart. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. That's it. Come on, come on. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him, love him. Love him. Love him. in the name of Jesus. I love, you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Come on. I give you everything, Jesus in the name of Jesus come on praise him praise him sir God I love you today come on Lazarus come out of the grave come on out of it
0: to worship at your throne I need you Lord I need
2: you Lord that's him. come on let him fill you with the Holy Ghost let him fill you fresh with the Holy Ghost Come on, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him we today. I need you, Lord. Need you Lord right I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. We lift our hands, bow our knee,
0: to worship at your throne.